LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Before we actually jump into the question this week, I just want to remind you that uh, Pastor JD actually just released a new book. It's called What Are You Going to Do With Your Life? It's just an unbelievably helpful book. I know a lot of us have had moments in life where we're trying to figure out, hey, what does God have for me? What is the purpose that God has for me? And, And Pastor JD, this is just a question that he's been helping people answer and thinking through for a long time. Um, And so we would really recommend that you check this book out. No matter what phase of life you're in, no matter what age you are, this is going to be a really helpful resource for processing what does God have for you and what would God have you spend your life doing. And so um, you should check that out now. I think you can get it on LifeWay's website for $5, so you should definitely check that out soon. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Hey everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I am Matt Love and I'm here with Pastor J.D. Greer. And uh, J.D., wouldn't you know it, um, we're recording this day after Election Day, so we've decided <laughs> we might as well just go ahead and steer into it. We're, 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 we're going to rethink this question and it's going to become... Yeah, this is going to be an interesting, like, how does this age over the course of when we record it to when this gets released. But as we sit here, the outcome is still not decided in the presidential election. But uh, I, we just thought it would be an interesting question to kind of hear you process is just like, how are you processing the presidential election right now? Yeah. So, you know, one of the things that that as a matter of conviction, as, as speaking as a leader of a church, we've tried to be really clear that that Christians, individual Christians need to have you know, mature, well thought out political convictions because politics matters. Good politics is a way of loving your neighbors. And I'd never, never want to communicate that it's just kind of like it, it's inconsequential and there's no wiser choices. Um, there, there, there are, and I have my own political convictions, but as a pastor, I also realize that while I can teach very clearly a biblical value and I can teach things like um, the sanctity of life. I mean, Christians everywhere need to agree that babies in the womb need to be protected. I can teach, uh, you know, against the evils of discrimination. I can teach, uh, you know, uh, the value of religious liberty, um, the importance of gender and, um, you know, biblical understandings of sexuality. I can teach all those things. And I would even call those, you know, sacrosanct. Like they're, they're just things that we need to preserve. But but the the political calculus that somebody uses on what that means as far as how they vote, which which in this election, which of those things should take priority over the others. Um, I, I have my own convictions. I, I even think like, hey, this is the wisest choice, but I'm not going to make that a matter of fellowship and faith. And if there's somebody because of their perspective or their just perception of what's going on in the world chooses to have a different political calculus than me, I don't believe that the church ought to be defined by any one of those. And we've talked about this in this podcast before. I'm not going to go back through that, but you do see that demonstrated in both Jesus's calling of his followers and in the epistles that they just didn't let these kinds of questions as important as they are get them cause them to be disunified about the the main thing so all that to say the answer to your question is here's what i'm coaching the summit church on and i'd say regardless of what happens in this election whether you feel like your side won or or, or not whether you feel like the country's headed in the right direction or the wrong one you know there there are three words that i i first discovered in first peter four years ago that i thought summarized the christian's disposition in this election. Here here they are. Number one is empathy. 
Um, well, I'll give all three of them. Empathy, charity, and unity. Empathy, um, empathy it means just seeking to see a situation through somebody else's eyes. Understanding, understanding why they think like they do. What motivates them? Um, especially when it's somebody that doesn't agree with you politically, ask what creates such passion in them? What were they most concerned about in, in, in this election? And what justice questions motivated them? Uh, my friend David Platt, his, his book, Seven Questions to Ask Before You Vote, he has a great kind of angle on this. He's like, challenge yourself to come up with one or two positive things about the other party and just say like what is it that they're concerned about that i can affirm um, what fears motivate people that's this is all just a quest for empathy um, i'm not saying that you have to agree with their political calculus or the decisions they made but you can at least try to see it through their eyes as much as possible and i think that would go a long way in, you know in understanding so that'd be the first word i think that's really good i think and i think that's probably one of the most difficult things i'll say for me personally is sometimes i think empathy feels like agreeing with somebody else. And right. so, but doing the work of saying, I want to understand what they're feeling, what they're thinking, and not just kind of take it from what's my perception, general perception of it and kind of put them just in right. a box. So I think that's Mo really helpful. Yeah. yeah. Most people who, who vote differently than me, when I really start asking them the reasons, the reasons they give me for like what motivates them actually can resonate with yeah, most yeah. of them. Now I, I'm like, well, I don't agree that, that, that therefore means this, mm -hmm. but I can at least uh, uh, appreciate some of the fears and concerns and passions for justice that you have that uh, that animates you. So that's coupled by the second word, um, which is charity. And charity just means, in this context, assuming the best about somebody, giving them the benefit of the doubt about their motives. Uh, you know, the political discourse in our country trains us to assume the worst about everybody else's motives, even as we demand <laughs> that they, you know, assume the best about about ours, uh, based on what you hear, you know, kind of out in the in the political discourse. You basically think there are two options: you're either a Marxist or a racist; you're either a communist or a fascist. There's really no middle ground yeah. in any of those. Uh, I just think, Matt, in the church, we ought to be better, and we can say again, I don't agree with where you ended up there, but I can assume the best about your motives, and um, I would appreciate you doing that with mine too. And I think it's an important currency in the body of Christ. You agree with that? Yeah, no, right. I think that's really, I think that's definitely helpful. And again, I think both these first two, it's just how do we have a conversation in a way that looks different than the rest of the way the rest of the world's having the conversation? It ought to be different than the church. Exactly. Right. And I, and what I'm trying to do here is I feel like a lot of people say that and it's cliche. It's like, you know, kind of warm sentimentality, yeah. but we're like, here's how it would be different in the church. Because both, especially on these first two, both empathy and charity, we're not hiding disagreement we're not hmm. pretending that we're all on the same page but it's how do we engage that conversation absolutely well and that leads us to the last one um and it kind of circles back around to where we started and that's unity uh we can and should insist on alignment around biblical values hmm. I, I i feel like i almost want to go overboard on that because i'm not trying to soft pedal truth mm -hmm. and say hey you know what abortion is not that big of a deal abortion is a savage and a horrendously wicked thing that 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 we need to see just removed from our country and it's you know roe versus wade is an inherently unjust law the wickedness of racism and, and discrimination that, that that's also wicked the preciousness of religious liberty um you know i i want us to continue to be prophetic and clear on that but i want to say that we can allow disagreement on the political calculus used to pursue those things we all need to care about the relief of of the poor and 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 empowering the poor but that doesn't mean we all agree on the government strategies that will best accomplish that. Um, that's what I mean when I say political calculus, which 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 issues take priority, which candidates best get the job done. I want to limit the church's platform to what the Bible clearly says. And I want to encourage Christians who, while they'll speak their mind much more freely than I will, 
um, I, I want to encourage them not to make disagreement in the political calculus um, the, the basis of, of, of unity and, and friendship in the body of Christ. I want us, I, my prayer is that the, the church in the United States would come out of this um, with a renewed, a renewed passion to preach the gospel and, and, and downplay some of these political questions, not because they're not important, but because the gospel we preach is, is that much more important. I want us to be bold. To, to speak out prophetically. By the way, here's something I've been challenging our church on, and that is that um, if you're really a follower of Jesus and you're boldly speaking out against injustice, you'll find that you're not neatly fitting into one category <laughs> or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you, your, your proclamations about justice won't all, all, all be right-leaning you know, concerns, nor will they be left-leaning. Uh, for example, if all you do is talk about the wickedness of abortion and you never really talk about empowering the poor or or you know how 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 deflating and dehumanizing discrimination is, and then chances are that you're more influenced by you know Fox News than you are um, yeah. the Bible. Yeah, yeah. And on the other side, if all you're doing is talking about you know is systemic injustice, and you're 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 never talking about the tragedy of of, of abortion of murdering babies every day, um, then then you're probably more influenced by MSNBC or yeah, CNN yeah, yeah. than you are or the Bible. So all that to say is let's be gospel people. And let's uh, reserve our loudest voice for the gospel and the things that the Bible clearly says and not encumber us in a political calculus that ends up dividing the church and diluting our witness. That's really good. And I'll just say, J.D. kind of mentioned it, but at the Summit Church, we've been talking about this a lot. And uh, I've had we did a sermon series on this. And so if you're interested in that, you can go to summitchurch.com and find those sermons. And I think those could be really helpful resources for anybody out there. But um, J.D., thanks so much for asking that question. Hopefully, by the time you guys are listening to this, you have more clarity on how things have gone down than we do right now. Um, But if you're interested in more stuff from Pastor J.D., you can follow him on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And also, we would just encourage you, if you haven't already, to listen to the Unseen Leadership Podcast. So it's a podcast for young leaders that explores the unseen stories that have made leaders who they are today, which is really interesting idea. They've recently interviewed Derwin Gray, Ellie Holcomb, Matt Chandler. And so just look up Unseen Leadership on your favorite podcasting app and subscribe to that one today. Thanks. And we'll see you next time on Ask Me Anything.